WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 821. You're tuned to WGNS on this Friday morning today, the 27th of May. In studio with us today, State Representative Mike Sparks from Smyrna, Tennessee. Mike, how are you? Hey, Scott. Doing well. How are you? I am good. Well, it uh, looks like Smyrna has the lowest unemployment in Rutherford County. Did you know that? No, just, until, just got that until I see it on WGNS uh, radio.com. I didn't. Yeah. It, you know, when you look at city by city numbers in Rutherford County, um, Smyrna, the lowest unemployment in Rutherford wow. County. Congratulations, Mayor Reed, Smyrna Town, Town Council, and Brian Hercules, and, and the Chamber of Commerce. That's pretty cool. You, you want to take a stab at guessing what the percentage was? Um, 2.8%. No. No, it's lower than that, actually. 2.4%. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, And then when you look at, uh, let's see here, Murfreesboro, 2.6% unemployment. And then Laverne, also 2.6% unemployment. But what is uh, cool here is that, for example, Smyrna, last month, 2.4% unemployment. That is a 1.5% drop compared to April of 21. Wow. Where was your first job, Scott? Let's see. Outside of the radio station, it? it was, well, I, I think, theoretically, my first job would probably be at the station running the board for, like, Braves games and How stuff. old were you? I was probably 13 or 14. Good for you. But my first job outside of that would have been uh, Hardee's on Broad Street. Hardee's, really? Yep. I remember Hardee's was the first fast food we got in Smyrna. I think I was 16. I think Ginger... Hoskins Potts. She married my best friend Ricky Potts. I think she. I remember her working there. And my first job was at the Omni Hut. You've probably heard yep. me say it a hundred yep. times for major walls. I used to have to walk to work dollar fifty an hour <laughs> at thirteen. But um, uh, but I'm I'm glad to hear that. You know, I I find that hard to believe that it's two point four percent because oh, well. there's a lot of folks hurting for in, in employment um for uh for 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 employees and i hear it all the time whether it's a contractor or fast food or even the nursing home you know i've got a mom in a nursing home got a sister nursing home and um they're always seem to be shorthanded you know i i hear people say often well nobody wants to work i can't hire anybody but i i don't think that's the case i i think i think it's because we have such a low unemployment rate there are literally so many jobs available that competition, yeah. pretty much everybody's working. You well, know, I know I, the the nursing home, there was a young lady that was, to me, the best nurse over there at Tradition Smyrna. And um, real real sweet. I knew her mom and dad and, uh, and then her, her grandmother. Um, and she was leaving. She told me she was leaving. And I, I hate to see her go. She was going to go work for home health care. But I think they gave her a sign-on bonus of either 3500 or $5,000 to do home health care. Uh, so the competition, it's good, you know, the free market. But I, me personally, I don't, I don't think the work ethic is there that it had with with my generation. And I'm sure my father said the same thing about my generation. You know. Well, you know, I remember when I was younger, and all the way through college, I always had two or three jobs at the yeah. same time. I, like like when I was in college, I went to Memphis, and, and I had a job at a uh, an auto shop, 
and then also had a job there on the campus of Memphis State or University of Memphis, then also had a job working uh, security in Memphis. And then when I was here in Murfreesboro, yeah. I always had, you know, I always worked somewhere. Like, well, you've always had kind of side hustles, haven't you? Yeah. Did, did you yeah. you done a security company for a while, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Several years back. Um, but then also, like when I was in my teenage years, I would work at the radio station. I would work, Hardee's was one of yeah. them. But then I also did summer things like special summer jobs or uh, like Christmas. I would always, and Thanksgiving, I'd always work at Heavenly Ham and help glaze the hams, you know, yeah. when I was, I bet, 18, 17, 18 years old. Yeah, but I I think that's well my generation and your generation we always had like two or three part time jobs yeah, when exactly. we were younger. Yeah, we we cut. I remember there's a field and a lot of folks were smarter. Maybe remember Major Walls Field and Sally Walls. She was our first female police chief. Well, first female chief in the state. They had three acre field. We cut that thing with a push mower. Me and her wow. son Lonnie for twenty bucks. I mean, it took us the whole weekend just to get twenty dollars. But you know, back then, I mean, it's um. We never ate out. I mean, to, to get to just get ice cream or a Pepsi uh, was a was a treat back in the day or an RC cola. We just didn't, you know. My mom and my folks they just didn't they just didn't spend money like that. They're, they were my mom's still super tight. You know, she's from Scotland, so they're known for being thrifty. She's ninety one, but um, my dad was World War Two during, during the Great Depression, and I catch myself kind of following him. You know, I was sharing with you. You text me earlier, hey, you coming to the station. I'm glad you reminded me. I was in the middle of giving away a bed. I, I was had some folks coming over. I've been giving away stuff. We're in the process of moving. And um, if anybody needs a glass TV stand or a bookshelf, I've got a bunch of stuff that should have called in the swapping shop. But, you know, uh, my my late father, just he would keep everything, you know, and and but when he died, it took me two years to clean up his his house, um, and it's taken me a long time to to really work on my mom's stuff. And um, but back then they just didn't throw stuff away. They kept whether it's old wire or nuts and bolts. Um, that's just the way they did. And really, they, they were kind of wiser than our generation in a sense. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I think everybody goes out to eat. First of all, these days it seems yes. like literally people go out to eat nonstop. Yes, but, it is. but that's partly because families are so busy today. I think they're more busy today than in years past because, well, even, for example, sports. Yeah. With sports now, everything is taken more serious. It's like a different level compared yeah. to when we were younger. You have travel teams. I mean, it's just everything's different. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm for some reason, I come up with that country song. What is it? I mean, I forgot who sang it. Somebody out there will know it. Um, I'm in a hurry to get things done. You yeah. know, and um, uh, sometimes I think, man, are we really we're in such a hurry? Are we really being efficient? Are we really being productive? Um, just yesterday, um, uh, my wife had a young lady contact her and and, you know, and I probably shouldn't share this on the radio, but I will. But her <laughs> husband really wasn't wasn't spent a lot of time with her and the kids. And and you know, as a young guy, I'm 55 now. But when I was a young guy, you know, I was always trying to had a business on the side. I had a jet ski rental business. You know, I had my first I had a fitness center in Smyrna at 21, 22. Wife was always getting on to me because I was never home, and I had to kind of reflect on that. And you know, I was always trying to provide, trying to provide and pay bills and keep her head above water. And that's the way I think God instilled those values in, in men. Uh, but sometimes I think we got to reflect: Are we really being? Are we really being wise? Are we really being? I mean, is that really a good use of time? Time management. Um, you know, tomorrow I'll be doing a Bible study with Mark Lewis, and 
any guys welcome to come out 7:30 at Hope Fellowship on Lee Victor Parkway. And you know, I really just enjoy kicking back for an hour and a half and somebody'll talk about some scripture and we we'll talk about issues that's going on. And to me that's that's a wise use of my time uh rather than watching sports on TV or watching the the news, but you know, I think it I was thinking about this on the way up here, you know, of all the legislation, you know, we pass all these laws and I be be honest with you, at the end of the day, I don't I don't think it really makes society better. In many cases, everybody wants new laws and this and that. I think we got to get back to some I call it some Jesus 101 basics, love your neighbor as yourself. And we see a lot of this community with Cliff Sharp and other, you know, Habitat for Humanity and other areas out there, Isaiah uh, 117 House and others but um uh but you know i get a little worried when i start seeing chaos in our culture today like we're seeing There's a lot of chaos out there I, I know one of the bills i had asked you about was house bill 1735 and deals with handguns and firearms ammunition all that and and it looks like it basically lowers the level that someone can get a concealed handgun carry permit from 21 to 18 years of age and i, I don't that's one of those bills that's, you know, I was kind of surprised when I read it. Yeah. Well, it, you know, anytime you're dealing with, with, you know, the Second Amendment, um, other areas you're going to get, it's going to be controversial, no doubt. I mean, folks are passionate about the Constitution, passionate about the, the Second Amendment, and, uh, and a lot of folks feel that, that maybe they need to, to, to carry in the society that we're in to, to protect themselves, you know? Now, there have been so many, it seems like, recent shootings, and what at least two were at schools what was it three one was in texas of course we had the one here at mtsu Murphy center after graduation one person was killed in that and that was just a week ago then we had the huge incident in texas what 21 yeah. folks kids and two teachers killed yeah it's I, I mean it's just crazy that the times that we live in it is scary at times. Well, it, it really is. And, you know, um, I thought about uh, Coach David Bird, who's a, a lawmaker. He, he was the one that carried legislation that, that was to arm teachers. He, he should be calling in here any any minute. Um, I mean, is that where we are, where teachers need to be armed? Cause well, I, that was brought I, up I mean, I think ago. the debate needs to be out there. Um, uh, you know, in that that's I – mean, I think anytime – that you have discussion and debate and solutions, whether it's law enforcement or school teachers or counselors or others, um, uh, could it help? And in, in many areas, maybe it could help where they can't afford SROs. And, and that's one thing the General Assembly has pushed for is more funding for, for security personnel in our school system. But I mean, if you're in a rural area and, and maybe they don't have the funding for SROs, maybe that's, you know, maybe someone that's ex-military that um, is well versed in the use of firearms, or someone maybe that's that used to be uh, prior law enforcement. And there's a lot of, I mean, we have a lot of leaders here that that used to be in. Uh, maybe they were a sheriff's deputy, um, and I think Tim Morell and, and Smyrna's one. Uh, um, there's several lawmakers in Nashville that that, that uh, uh, even even worked for THB year, years ago. So you I know, think the I think the discussions all has some merit. I, I think at some point though, people have to kind of understand and accept. Those who have the handgun carry permits, they're not the ones who are going out doing these mass shootings. Those are the ones who are often, you know, protecting themselves, their family from somebody breaking into their house, somebody attacking them, whatever the case is. Yes. The folks who are breaking the law, the folks who are doing the shootings, those are the ones who they don't have a permit. In fact, 
I bet you almost 10 times out of 10, the ones who are doing the shootings, they have a felony on their record. Yep. They couldn't get yep. a handgun permit if they if they had to they couldn't buy a gun if they had to yes well i think that's why you know the issue of mental health has been so important to me you know you and i were talking well you and i for years have talked about the fatherless rate Mm -hmm. we've talked about that lack of mentors the breakdown in the family the mental health crisis and we're in a crisis there's no doubt if you go look at the and someone's welcome to, to correct me i think when i went research a couple of years ago i believe it was a 25 or 26 um mass shootings at schools uh, 24 of those young men were from fatherless homes and that's an area that that seems like mainstream media never wants to address uh the areas of mental health is something that um that i think the tennessee journal assembly has tried to address i don't think they do it enough um you know i was sharing with you you know we hosted that mental health and opioid round uh town hall at, at parkway baptist a couple years ago and both school superintendents were there. Dr. Brian Terry was there. Uh, Judge Barry Tidwell. We, we had a huge panel. Tennessee Mental Health and Substance Abuse um, had a ladies on there. Tennessee Mental Health Cooperative. I mean, we we 110 people, um, and some people you know talked about the you know one lady was holding a picture of her son who overdosed on fentanyl. He wasn't but 19. And I asked Dr. Linda Gilbert, the late Dr. Linda Gilbert, who I, everybody just thought the world of. Uh, about i said if there's one thing you could choose one thing you could choose that we could try to help what one tool you know and she said mike the use of counselors and social workers and you know uh i've often i've quoted the letter that she wrote me before she died i've quoted at least five to six times in education uh in other in other meetings where she said mike the behavior the behavior of the six to nine year olds are like something I've never seen before. She said they're disorderly disruptive. And she did kind of compliment the state that this that they're that they are trying to address it with the Tennessee Department of Education. She said, but there's not enough facilities for these children to be to go and be assessed. So when we're dealing with mental health, I mean just just outside the door, I kind of said hello to some people. They were just kind of standing out there. Um uh, you know I, I I mean, are they homeless? Are they dealing with mental health? I don't know. I mean, I, we see a lot of that, it seems like, in our culture today. But that's the area that I think we should be addressing is more counselors and social workers. Um, and sometimes, to be honest with you, I feel I feel like it falls on on a few deaf ears um, in, uh, uh, in the General Assembly. Now, we did get more money under the TISA BP funding formula uh, to address those things, and, and the schools have the discretion to implement more counselors, social workers, wherever they feel that those funds need to be allocated, that's at that's at their discretion. I, I don't think a lot of people fully understand mental health and the levels of problems within the mental health system. When you look at the Department of Children's Services, for example, it's obvious and has been reported they don't have enough employees to begin with. They yes. never did. And right now, there's so many cases out there that are called into DCS that are only investigated by way of a phone call when in reality some of the cases are a little more serious they need to have somebody actually go out to the house but because there's so many child molestation and rape cases that's what they put first as they should 
But at the same time, they need more employees to address a lot of the other calls that do come in. Yes. And that's a, another big problem. Well, it, but it's full, it comes back full circle. Let's get back to the root of the problem. Uh, go back to the home life and a lot of those areas. Uh, you know, what, what's that child dealing with? And childhood trauma and sexual trauma is something that you and I've talked about on this show, and which led to legislation that was passed. And, um, uh, but DCS, you know, we're having a high turnover rate because of the of the caseload. Uh, and I brought that up on the Tennessee Journal Assembly floor this year. Uh, you know, I did that little story about the little Riley, the little girl that was with the sheriff's department. You know, mm-hmm. the mother was murdered and the, the father was escaping, I believe it was South Carolina, going the wrong way and end up being wrecking down there on a on 24 um but but i watched good even though it was tragedy i watched some some folks coming together uh especially the tennessee um or rutherford county sheriff's department with uh, sheriff Fitzhugh lowry and and those detectives that um uh that showed a lot of compassion for that little that little child and then the foster parents that that took in that that little girl uh but yeah, mental health to me is one of the top issues that we should be discussing. I think I think it's starting to, um, I think the whole uh, issue is starting to, um, to uh, get get a lot more light shine on it now. Now you brought up children without fathers who are present in their life in Rutherford County, for example, according to the Child Wellbeing Report released in March of this year. of children born in Rutherford County are basically welcomed into the world by both a mom and dad who are married, which means almost 40% of those who have a newborn, they're not married. So 40% of women who have a newborn in Rutherford County are unmarried. Now, that doesn't mean that the father's not in the kid's life and won't be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because there's a lot of married couples out there who the father's not in the kid's life. Yeah. He's always at work. He's always out of town, whatever the case is. Yeah. Well, I know my my mom raised raised five of us, you know, uh, there for a while until my stepfather came to my life. And and my stepfather, you know, played a great role model, Dr. William Chance. He's been gone for six years. Um, But I didn't realize how great of a guy he was until he kind of passed. I know it. maybe some other guys can you know, relate. Let's, uh, right but, now that time, 838. Let's take a, a quick break. Yeah. And then we'll come right back yes. again. Time 838. State Representative Mike Sparks, who lives in Smyrna, is on the air with us this morning. If you have questions, you can text those in at 615-893-1450. And we're going to be right back right after this break and after this check on the forecast for today. In fact, uh, looking at the forecast, let's go ahead and dive into that right now. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon with partial sunshine developing a high in the mid-70s. Then for tonight, mostly cloudy skies alone near 56. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who's moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to demasfamilykitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to demasfamilykitchen.com. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. 
It's important to protect your pets from fleas and ticks, so we keep a full line of products to help you do that. Animal City is Murfreesboro's longest running and only family operated pet store. At Animal City, you'll find a full line of pets and pet products, including freshwater and saltwater fish, birds, reptiles, small animals, and much more. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Well, I'm Dr. Eugene Cody. I was pastor of First Baptist Church here in Murfreesboro for 30 years. What do you like most about Adams Place? The treatment I get here is what I need. And we have to know people that can take care of us, and Adams Place is fit to do that. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. Still quite a bit of radar out here up and down at 8.40 and 24 this morning. Give yourself extra travel time. We've already seen a couple of mishaps up through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville. It's moving up through there right now, but again, just be careful. Hey, Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Cards issued by Celtic Bank member FDIC. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's credit cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.3% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com join. Ramp.com join. R-A-M-P.com join. Rutherford County Schools are hosting a career fair on Friday morning, June 3rd, between 9 and 11. Some of the jobs include custodian positions, education assistants, special ed, nutrition, bookkeepers, teachers, and more. For positions in K through 8th grade, go to Stewart's Creek Middle School on June 3rd. For high school positions, visit Stewart's Creek High School on June 3rd. Find the job that's right for you. Both job fairs are Friday morning, June 3rd, from 9 to 11. Visit rcschools.net. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.43. State Representative Mike Sparks on air with us this morning. And Mike, you have a, uh, 
a guest who called in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I reached out to, to Coach David Bird, who's in the Tennessee General Assembly. Well, he's retired now. Former principal. And one thing I, I appreciate about Coach Bird is, is he's super passionate about education. And um, and he brought up the legislation uh, about arming teachers. Uh, and I just thought he'd make a, you know, his, his, that, that topic maybe would be pretty good for, for this morning. Coach, you there? I'm, I'm here. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? All doing, doing fine, doing fine. Um, well, I know that school safety in these areas of education are extremely important to you. What What's your thoughts, uh, Coach, mo- moving forward? I mean, I know your bill was obviously controversial, but what's what's your what's your thoughts on this? Well, I, I mean, the school shootings, you know, it, it's been going on ever since public school had been. Uh, had started. Uh, if you go back in history, seventeen late 1700s and 1800s, they were always school shootings um, for whatever reason. Uh, but uh, to me, you know, I get so tired of people saying about gun control. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the guns, uh, objects like guns and knives, and you know that everybody blames that on, on gun control. But, you know, it, it's people. And when you get yes. back down to it, it's people. I mean, there's a, you know, I read uh, where I think 11 teens every day is killed from uh, texting while driving. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, are we going to uh, make teens, you know, not be able to have, uh, you know, a phone until they're 21 or so? Yes. But, uh, you know, like y'all hit the nail on the head when you, when you talked about uh, fatherless uh, homes and you know it's just uh, a lot of it goes back to the home life and uh, but you know my my thing is you're not ever going to stop it so uh, if you're not going to stop it then at least prepare the teachers and the faculty members you know have them trained where they can at least uh, maybe uh, keep it from happening I mean, any life is valuable, but, you know, they might be able to lessen the fatalities if, they're, if they are armed and trained. Yes. Because SROs, you know, I fought for SROs in my bill, and, and my bill actually passed, but it was uh, restricted to, to uh, distressed counties that did not have any SROs. And, of course, as soon as it passed, well, you know, Governor uh, Haslam, he funded the money where they would have SROs, and we never did have to use it. So, yes. uh, but but even an SRO, I mean, if you're going to do something, you're going to you're going to watch that SRO and watch out, you know, his uh, schedule, and you know you're going to do it when he's down on the football field or or somewhere else. And uh, I just think you need to prepare teachers and at least have. Uh, several teachers or faculty members, you know, train where we can at least lower, uh, maybe lower the, the fatality rates and maybe deter, you know, from this happening. If, if, if you know, if, if people knows that the school is armed with uh, teachers throughout, then I think that would help a lot. Yes. Yeah. What, what was the feeling? What was the, the, the pulse of your community? Uh, and share with the listeners the areas that you represent. You have, what, three counties? Uh, well, I had four counties, and they're rural counties. 
And, uh, of course, Wayne County was really the only county that didn't have any SROs. And, uh, you know, the, the parents wanted SROs, but, uh, but if we couldn't have SROs and, you know, we felt like we need to be trained and armed and we had teachers that uh, volunteered to do that. And, uh, you know, not they wanted to protect their students. Yes. And, uh, you know, as a principal for 10 years, you know, there was times where, you know, situations were a little sticky that, you know, the first thing that I did was, you know, try to calm parents down when they when they come and they're irate about something or yeah. our students. And, uh, you know, you've got to get, get their mind off of uh, certain things and, and, and calm them down. That's the first thing that you want to do. Yes. But... Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, it, it's, it happens after school with the bullying online and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. then it comes back to the school. Well, you know, one thing that surprised me, I was talking with, um, and I think I was touring a school, and someone was talking about, oh, it was a teacher that was really frustrated this year. He, he was teacher of the year. And he was going to uh, call it quits. He was just frustrated and been, been teaching about 20-something years. And he was telling me, he said, yeah, we had another um, a fight today. And he called it a group, a group fight, group fight. Yeah. And I thought, well, what's a group? What's a group fight? And um, he said, well, it's a group of kids. Fight another group of kids. I'm like, like a gang fight? He's like, no. And I said, like, just kids. And, and I said, well, where does this stem from? He said, well, a lot of it's social media. And he was, and and there's those are the areas, and we seen a uh, what was it? A principal got beat up. Uh, I think it was Nashville of the day. Um, a parent come in there and and uh, hit him a few times or something. But but that's one thing that that you and I and other lawmakers have tried to address is the is the childhood behavior and what these teachers are are dealing with and uh, the frustration there. Um, but you make a good point about the texting uh, and those other those other areas, but. Coach, when you see society, uh, you know, change like it has, it just seems like it's more more violent. There's more problems. I mean, I know we have more population than we did when when I was in high school and you were in high school. But what what do you contribute it to? I mean, you think it goes back to the to the family unit itself? Oh, absolutely. You know, there, there's there's no respect being taught at all for for any type of authority. You know, police officers, teachers, yeah. you know, anybody that's in authority, even even parents. You know, the, the you know, I just think parents. Uh, you know, when I became principal, the the thing I guess that shocked me the most was how many grandparents was raising their grandchildren, and you know, and that's not right. You know, they they've done their time, and and you know, I hated to see. Seventy year olds raising, you know, an eight year old. Yes, and uh, that's that was one of the biggest problems. It was from those kids that you know respect wasn't taught to them. Yes, and uh, and you know, I mean, they can say what they want to, but but you know, there's evil people in the world, and there's not a whole lot you can do about that. And so, if you want to try to prevent it. Then uh, you know, about the only thing you can do is either have your school looking like a prison where you've got uh, fencing all the way around it, and yeah. you've got somebody out there, you know, checking them as they come in. Uh, then uh, you know, 
you better start uh, doing something else because one SRO in a school is not going to do it. Yes. Hey, we had a uh, text message here, and the text message asks, it says, mental illness, homelessness, and gun violence, why not just bring back mental institutions? And yeah. we, we have, what, some mental facilities, but they're usually places where, I guess, somebody checks in for a week or two weeks, three yeah, weeks at a time enough. to get yeah, treatment. That's the, 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 and a lot of it, a lot of the... the uh, the enforcement agencies, the sheriff's office, and or the sheriff's department, and, and police department—they're the ones that's doing a lot of the mental yes. health now. Yes. Uh, I remember when I was in college, I did a term paper on mental health, and I went to—it's it's, called—it was called Western State at Bolivar in West Tennessee, a huge, a huge facility. And of course, now it's closed, you know, but. Uh, yeah, there's just not any facilities really around. Yeah. By, by the way, Mike, that uh, House Bill 1735 I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, I did find where it did it, it died, it did not pass, and that was to lower the age of those who could get a handgun carry permit, a concealed carry permit, from 21 to 18, so that did not pass. Yeah. I, it's, you know, like I tell people, there's how many bills are introduced every session? Uh, oh, about 1,500. Yeah, so it's just hard to, to keep up with, with all the legislation. David, you know, you've, you, you and I have seen, you know, you mentioned evil, and I always go back and I bring up the John DeBerry situation where John was a strong voice uh, out of Memphis, uh, marched with Dr. King. Uh, was at the mountaintop speech and before Dr. King was assassinated. And he would speak out about these things. And he spoke up about his father making a difference in his life. And, and then you've seen uh, the, the Tennessee Dem- Democrat Party literally took him off the ballot so he could not be a voice for these areas. And, and the, the general public, do not they don't see the things that we see because the mainstream media really is, is not going to point out those narratives because it doesn't fit it doesn't fit the narrative and the agenda that i think that many times the mainstream media uh wants but you try to tackle the fatherless and you bring up those areas i mean you know i've suffered backlash from it uh not to say that a single mother or a grandparent can't do a, a good job but i know for me as a young man uh my real father you know lived in laverne as military and i behaved when i was around my father you know yeah. um but anyways it's hard to legislate morality you know, that's where respect comes in. Yes. You know, when you try to, you know, love and respect your parents enough where you don't want to do, you know, cause them uh, heartaches or, uh, or, or, you know, you don't want to uh, do something that uh, they would be upset at you for. So, but, uh, you know, we've got to have the respect back about, especially with authority. Uh, you know, teachers used to be kind of up on the pedestal where uh, people respected them, and, and now, you know, now they just don't. We, yeah. We've got a phone call from a listener I wanted to get to real quick here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. Good. Uh, I agree with everything basically you guys are saying, the breakdown of the family unit and so forth. The one thing that I think is a problem nowadays also, though, is the pharmaceutical companies are pushing to these kids, these parents of these kids that 
that they're taking a lot of these medications. Mm-hmm. And I yes. would be curious, <clears throat> excuse me, to find out what percentage of these mass shootings were, yeah, especially by these young kids, was, was you know, that they were on medication yes. previously during their their lifetime. Yes. And and that goes back also, you know, of course, to the to the family unit. Yes. So I'm gonna hang up and uh I appreciate you guys and what you're you're talking about the conversation. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for calling this morning. Yeah, well the caller brings up a great point and and uh and if he could help us do some research, um you know, I have one assistant uh, Coach Bird, you know, has one assistant, and it's so difficult for my assistant to go dig deep into these things with other issues, whether it's unemployment or, or, or helping to facilitate uh, something that's going on in the community to help me. But if the caller can help us as well, and I often say you have to have a lobbyist. I mean, I hate to use that term, but, um, you know, the people many times don't have a lobbyist. That's why they have to rely on, on folks like Coach Bird and myself and other lawmakers but it's it's challenging for us because we we don't i don't have the personal resources to go dig deep uh coach what's your thoughts well you know the the he's talking about big pharma well again that comes back to the family unit i mean it's a lot easier to give your kid a appeal uh yeah. because of him being so hyper that you know he's bouncing off the wall yes but uh you know the, the discipline i mean you, you never heard of that term, you know, what is it, HDHD? Yes. Uh, you know, when when I was going to school, you never heard of that. Yeah. Uh, now, every kid, you know, uh, 50% of the kids has that, and they're taking, uh, you know, some of those drugs that's supposed to uh, get them tired, so yeah. they'll be calmed down. Well, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, again, that, you know, I think you've got to have time, and you've got – you know, parents that's both of them working and or, or maybe one single parent that they're the only ones working so yeah it is a lot of problems there's no doubt about it it is you know i've got the two largest pharmaceutical distributors in in my district over there in laverne and um uh, you know my stepfather was a was a pharmacist uh there's no doubt it's a it's a problem and i always say follow the money i mean you go back and look at how much money is given in in congress from from big pharma um it's they they control i think big pharma controls more things than than any other uh you know group of of people uh because they've got the money and if you if you look at it man they pour the money into those uh u.s congressmen and senate races and they're all, you know, a lot of them are bought, bought off. Yes. Yes, it's 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 sad. Uh, uh, any final words before we close out, Coach? Uh, no, I just appreciate you the invite. But it's been a a good topic, and uh, I've enjoyed listening uh, to it before I got on. And and uh, you know, I, I wish uh, I wish they would really look into training teachers, unless they want to spend a lot of money and, and put three or four SROs in each school. Yes. That's about the only thing they can do to, to really help. And again, you know, I don't think you can completely stop it because it's been going on even in the one classroom schoolhouse. Yes, yes. So, uh, but, uh, but it is a topic that needs addressing and it's, uh, yes. you know, it, you know, but again, I don't think guns is, 
is uh, if it was Chicago has the has the uh, strictest gun laws in the nation, and uh, yeah, if it worked, you know they would be considered Mayberry, the Mayberry of, of the <laughs> yes. United States. Well, thank thank you and so much. Yes. All right. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. That's Coach David Bird, and also in studio, Representative Mike Sparks joining us today on WGNS Murfreesboro. Mike, thanks a lot. Thank you, Scott. Local news next with Ron Jordan.